on Wix Nation, MPS from Wix Training Academy here. And today I am bringing in a very special guest to talk about his journey and his experience with entrepreneurship. You guys asked for it and I'm here to deliver. So today I'd like to introduce Ben St. John, founder and CEO of Authoritech. He's doing incredible things, and I even actually had the opportunity to meet him at WixCon this year. So, Ben, welcome in. Thanks very much, Michael. Glad to be here. Absolutely. So, Ben, uh, to kick things off a little bit, I'm assuming most of our audience probably is not quite sure who you are or what you do, so I'd love to learn a little bit more about what you've got going on. Yeah, for sure. Well, I guess it depends on who I'm introducing myself to what I, uh, what I lead with, but kind of have a few things going on. I think um, right now, obviously, I'm the CEO of Authoritech, which is a software company in Grand Rapids, Michigan. So, you know, we're pushing out mobile and web apps, which is a lot of fun, huge passion of mine. And then I'm also a full-time student at Michigan State University. So I'll be graduating this May. So juggling those two things alone keeps me pretty busy. And then I've got a few uh, products kind of on the way, apps that I'm trying to launch and, you know, a whole other slew of things that are uh, keeping me busy right now. That's, that's really awesome. And I definitely feel you on the college aspect. It definitely keeps you oh, busy yeah. while running a business. <laughs> uh, that's really cool. So how did you get into uh, software development as obviously that's what Authoritech is. And then we can start touching on the aspect of how you balance that with college and everything else. Yeah, for sure. So I'm one of those, I feel like this happens a lot in the tech world, but I got started at a super young age. You know, I grew that interest and really wanted to take a deep dive in computers, technology, all of that stuff. And, you know, I started to learn how to code when I was 12 years old began making, you know, just basic websites. My church let me make them a website for the youth group. And I thought it was the coolest thing in the world that something I made was live. And really soon after, I just saw that um, opportunity to see people's needs and be able to fulfill them. And I knew that I had skills to do that and do it well, but also the, you know, that ability to talk with people and do more than just heads down coding. So I kind of, took every opportunity that came my way, even if the money wasn't great. And then over a series of some people that um, were, were either huge mentors in my life or just took a chance on me, I think just a lot of things have really gone well. And now, you know, I'm at Michigan State, I'm studying computer science to really perfect that craft, but I'm also studying business because I want to do more than just write code all day. Right, which actually leads an interesting question. Obviously, when you're a business owner, especially in the development space, at the start, you wear a lot of hats, right? You're the developer, you're the marketer, you're the manager, oh, yeah. you're the <laughs> project manager, you wear a whole bunch of hats. So have you been able to expand and bring some people onto the team? And then the second part of that question would be, what is your favorite aspect of the business? Yeah, well, that is a great question. So when I started Authoritech, so I've done a lot of work, you know, before Authoritech, but that was kind of the series pre-Authoritech where I wore every single hat. Mm -hmm. And then jumping into Authoritech, there's actually a guy, he's a super good guy, his name is Carlos. He was probably the biggest mentor as far as business goes, took a huge chance on me. And 
Um, he started the company with me. He's given me a lot of guidance in the business. So that already was just a great person to lean on, ask a lot of good questions, but I still took the reins as far as development, going out, seeking out clients and all of that. So that was about two and a half years ago. And that whole first year was, you know, just trying to figure out, you know, what do we do? What are we good at? How do we do it? And I, like you said, I wore pretty much every hat. Carlos helped with the business. And then um, I really saw a lot of good opportunity to start hiring out. And we found a number of developers that had skills, but were also autonomous where, you know, I didn't have to hound them every, you know, every five minutes over text and be like, are you doing your job? So by finding just the right people to do the work that has really taken a load off of me and allowed me to do more of what I love. And I know that I love people way more than I love code and computers. Now I love both, but right. I would much rather sit in a five hour meeting with someone than, you know, sit at a desk and, you know, push out some code. So I think moving forward, I'm trying to kind of take off all of those development hats. I still, you know, I still wear a few, I'm still making apps and obviously studying computer science. I probably am not at a time ready to graduate from, from coding anytime soon, but that is something that that's kind of what my aim would be. Awesome. Well, no, that's super exciting to hear. And I'm glad you were able to add some team members there because I completely understand how bogged down you can get when you wear every single hat of the business. It's a tough period of time, but it's a, it's a very telling period of time. You'll figure out, you know, whether you're made for this or you're not during that period. Uh, Would you agree with that? Yeah. And I think um, a big part of running a business, especially once you start bringing people on is your ability to lead and you can be a boss or you can be a leader. Mm -hmm. And as a boss, you know, a lot of times you have a boss that tells you to go do this thing and they don't even know what that thing is. They just know right. that it needs to be done. But right. when I know the ins and outs of the technology and the ins and outs of marketing and, you know, writing emails, dealing with clients, if I've been there and I've, you know, I've gotten my hands dirty, I think I can really be a leader that, you know, people want to follow and I can show them and I can help them if they hit a snag. So I think that even if it's something I might not love to do, it's worth going through it now and, you know, learning the ins and outs of my own business. I absolutely agree. And I really liked that connection there, the difference between a boss and a leader, because there is a huge difference between oh, yeah. the two. Uh, and one can be done extremely effectively and get people to get behind your mission and your values. The other can get people to uh, be demotivated pretty quickly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. So, so that's really cool. And I know you said you like to be around people. You like to get out. In fact, we obviously had the opportunity to meet at WixCon. What was your experience at WixCon? Cause I know that was your first WixCon. Yeah, no, that was, that was a super fun event. I think the definitely the biggest takeaway I got from that was meeting you along with a few other, well, just like you. really, really strong people that, you know, I came out of that ready to just like keep going and pushing hard. But, um, so I was actually, when I went to that, I was representing a different company that I'm kind of the, one of their main developers with Wix. Right. I do a lot of Corvid development and I went representing that company. Mm-hmm. And I also, you know, kind of co-represented Authoritech there. Right. And, you know, I didn't know what to expect at all. I know from my interactions with Wix, I've done some stuff directly with the Wix team for Wix code, but I know that they're just like a super nice, sweet group of people. They love to have fun (laughs) and they're just 
although they're like that huge company, they're super down to earth people. And I assume the community would be the same. And I was, I was not let down and they definitely know how to know how to show you a good time. <laughs> There's a lot of yeah, fun. You are not wrong there. Yeah, no, the community is made up of some really, really cool and exciting people. And you're right. Wix, you know, just being with the people from Wix themselves, you would never be able to tell they're a $5 billion plus business. No, not at all. <laughs> They act like you're, you know, their friend in a backyard barbecue, you know, it's a, it's Absolutely. a cool experience. <laughs> yeah, no, I love them. I love them for sure. Yeah, definitely. So I know how you mentioned, obviously you've got graduation coming in May. Um, with that said, you're still in college now and you've started your business in college. So how has that process been? Because Obviously, I can speak for probably days on this, but I'm curious to hear about what's your experience as a college entrepreneur. Yeah, so it's been definitely a roller coaster, and a lot of um, wise people have spoken into my life and given me some good insight and helped dig me out of a hole when I kind of got a little too stressed out and anxious. Right. But you know, when I first started, I was very focused on school, and starting the business was a side thing. And that whole first year, so I've just as far as timeline goes, I'm doing college in three years. So the yep. first year was very much school kind of on the side or business on the side. And then my second year was when I started hiring people and I got some real contracts, real people actually trusting me, putting some money forth. And that's when I started dealing kind of with that. I only have so many hours in the day. How do I fit in, you know, the clubs, church I'm involved with? How do I fit in a computer science degree, which is a very, you know, difficult thing to do and also run the business. So, um, you know, I don't think that I have the answers by any stretch, but just knowing your passion and knowing your priority and allowing yourself to do the things that give you energy. So for me, like we've discussed, people give me energy. So I'm not going to choose to stay away from my friends so I can get one more hour of work done. By going out, being with my friends, I'm going to have more energy the next day to, you know, make that happen. So, Definitely. you know, I think, you know, you look at the day and there's only so many hours, but it's also, there is, there is enough time to make it happen. It's just For a sure. matter of, are you prioritizing and, you know, when you're focusing, are you really focusing or are you multitasking? And I think removing the, the falsehood of multitasking from my life has just allowed me to really you know, make all these three things happen super well. That's, that's super awesome and a well put answer. And I couldn't agree with that more. And you have to find, I think the key with being a college entrepreneur and correct me if I'm wrong here, it, it's balance. It's finding that balance between every aspect of the college experience, school, business, uh, obviously church or youth groups, any extracurriculars, it's balance. And if you can find oh, that, yeah, you can typically achieve a much better result because I think you and I had this conversation at WixCon um, and I'm personally not afraid to speak about this. If you'd rather not, no worries. But I, I went through a period of time for a couple of months, kind of like you mentioned, where you kind of get in the dumps a little bit. And I went oh, through yeah. a very anxious time just because I was so on edge with business, school, friends, extracurriculars, everything. It became a lot. Do you mind talking about that a little bit? Yeah, no, absolutely. It, um, last year, my semester, my fall semester really hit me hard. Just a lot of, a lot of schoolwork that I could 
just kind of feel was unnecessary. You know, it was Mm -hmm. just grinding out homework and all this stuff. And it just felt so unnecessary to do while Mm -hmm. also work was stacking up relationships were, you know, either going South because I wasn't nurturing them with my time or just the natural way some relationships go. So of course, all three of those things, I had no real goal or direction for how I wanted to attack that. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, when you open that conversation about balance, you know, people think, oh, balance. And they look at, oh, what does Casey Neistat do? What does, you know, what does the next YouTuber do or the next Mm -hmm. blogger do that they find their balance? And while I think there, you know, there is a lot of good insight from them, everyone's balance is different and it's based on what your goal is and what your passion. And for me, I had to realize that my goal is to, you know, I'm kind of a family man. I hope one day I can have a family. I'm not trying to be rich by any standard. I want to have enough money to, you know, support the life I want, but I'm not trying to be a multi multi millionaire. And by realizing those goals, writing them down and having something to aim for, that is my own thing, not someone else's thing that really helped dig me out of that time of um, comparing. It's actually a quote that I had written down in my, uh, in my bathroom, in my dorm. And it just, it's a Teddy Roosevelt. It says comparison is the thief of joy. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, you go on social media, you go on YouTube, you're just, you don't even realize it, but you're constantly comparing yourself to the success and happiness of others. But you realize what you're shooting for and you're like, Oh my gosh, like I'm not even going in the right trajectory of that. And you change that aim. And all of a sudden you just live a lot more joyful of a life by doing that. And it allows you to, pursue your business and your life and relationships so much better. Yeah, no, I think that is extremely well put. I love that quote, by the way, I couldn't agree more. And, and something that, you know, I've determined over the past couple of months is uh, I've found a few ways to scale back on certain areas. Like, um, I just kept worrying about, you know, I want to grow faster. I want to grow quicker. I want to be here you know, I'm frustrated that I'm not where I want to be. And then I realized, took a step back and I said, you know, is it really necessary for me to be there at this moment? Why am I rushing the process? And it's tough, you know, it's tough because you set goals. um, And obviously, they've got to be realistic to a sense. Um, and when you're not exactly where you want to be, it can, it can be irritating. And then you do start to go out there and you look at the Gary V's, the Casey Neistat's and you're like, well, I want to be there. I want to be here. And then you start comparing. So I, I couldn't agree with that quote more. And another thing I really found is that I often see a lot of people, and this isn't necessarily a comparison per se, but I see a lot of people go out there and they do immense amounts of research on, you know, the Gary V's of the world. And what they do is they consume so much of that content and they talk a lot about being a business owner or being an entrepreneur. But the problem is, is research is only half the battle. You gotta Implementation do it. is the second half, right? And I'm oh, curious, yeah. do you find that to be true? Oh yeah. No, I find that to be true. Just so much. People love to talk the talk and you know that, you know, when someone's kind of living in that Gary V echo chamber and, you know, I don't want to knock him, obviously he's successful and he knows what he's doing. But, you know, I think that many times, you know, I've done this before where you just like, Oh man, like 
Facebook ads. You got to go, you got to hit Facebook ads. Well, it's like, have I even put out a Facebook ad? Why am I talking about it? And why am I not doing it? Right. So yeah, I think that it can get, it can become almost this dangerous thing where it's that paralysis by analysis where you just, mm -hmm. you overthink everything and all of a sudden you're doing nothing and you're too, you're too afraid to fail. And I think right. like the number one, and this is super cliche, you know, I don't think I'm saying anything profound here, but <laughs> right. you know, you aren't going to succeed until you fail mm. a lot. So you might as well get started early failing. Yeah. I love that you just brought that point up because number one, I stand behind that. Number two, I was going to address, obviously, you know, it's not like we've been in business for 20 plus years here, but no. I can certainly say that I've had my fair share of flops and failures. And I'm curious to hear if you've ever experienced any failure, whether that be, you know, a major business flop or even something minor. And if you could talk about that a little bit. Yeah, for sure. So I think there's a, there was a few minor things where, you know, just starting out, I got a few contracts and I began working on it and mm -hmm. I either didn't deliver the product that they were hoping for, or it just, right. you know, I finished and all of a sudden I didn't have the time or the skills to make it get to that next level. And right. it's just, you know, it stinks to put a bunch of time and effort into something, know someone put money into it. And then you're not even proud of the work that you made. And yeah. I think that's like more than anything, even if like the loss isn't terrible, that's a huge failure in my eyes. So I build mm -hmm. off of that and just always shoot for the, you know, the next best excellence. How, how great can I do my work? And mm -hmm. Another big failure, I would call it a failure, but looking back, I'm super, you know, I, I see the way things played out. Right. And I think that's how failure always works is you look back and you realize that you needed that to learn from it. And I had just this amazing contract from a, a distant friend of mine. He set a huge contract in my lap, which was wow. much bigger than myself, you know, right? probably, you know, I would say 50 times more money than I had been making on any other contract. And wow. You know, my company at this point was kind of me, myself, and I, yeah. and just the, the random contractors that I could hire off of Upwork when I needed an extra hand. And this guy comes to me and all of a sudden, I'm like, I'm in need of eight developers to tackle this project with a tight wow. timeline and a, and a huge budget. And mm -hmm. I can't say much about it because they went with someone else and they're in the process of building it. But mm -hmm. I agreed to do it because I saw, I saw the shiny price tag. Yep. And... Mm -hmm. I immediately started digging myself in this hole of, you know, not, not telling lies, but definitely over promising. Mm -hmm. And I knew that I would come up short, but I kind of was telling myself the lie of I could make it happen because I wanted the money. And, yeah. you know, I, fa I failed to get that contract, but now looking at it, that would have really squashed my business. I don't think, I don't think it would have been sustainable enough. It would have been too stressful and I'd probably be done with all of it at this point. So super grateful for the way that it played out. And, and it's funny how hindsight's twenty twenty, right? You, you oh, look yeah. at it and it becomes crystal clear. But I think even bigger, what you brought up there is sometimes you need to have the power to say no. Saying oh, no yeah. is just as much power as saying yes. Because in your case, there was a huge shiny price tag attached to it. And listen, I mean, regardless of what anybody says, when someone sees that price tag, 
as uh, a business owner, you want to go after it, especially if you're new. But if you ended up with that contract, like you said, you could have squashed your business before it even got started because number one, you didn't have the proper infrastructure in place. I'm assuming if it was me, myself and I. Oh yeah. And you, you know, you would have been just killing your personal time trying to get a project done and fulfilling most likely promises that were over promised as compared to under promised and over delivered. So it would have been a really tough situation. So I'm happy it played out for you. That's, that's obviously a good opportunity to learn as I like to look at all failure as an opportunity to learn rather than a bad thing. I don't think failure is a bad thing. Would you agree? No, I, I completely agree. And I think, I don't know if you were referencing the book, the power of no, when you were saying that, but, I was not, that's, but I have read that book. You have read the book. Yeah. And that's, that's just one of those, you know, I think reading is very important to me because, you know, I'm, I'm still a kid. I just turned 21 last weekend. So, you know, Happy I'm not, 21st. <laughs> hey, thanks man. But, <laughs> no problem. Yeah. So you gotta, you gotta realize people have been through stuff. People have learned from failure and, and learned that saying no has some value to it. And you say yes to too many things and you put yourself in sticky situations. So I'm fortunate enough to say that I'm in a place of my business where I can afford to say no. Because you, I'm sure you've been in a place where you're starting the business and someone's like, can you make me a $500 website? And you're like, well, that's really not worth my time. But right. sure, I mean, I need to build my portfolio or you're a friend of a friend. So why not? But exactly. you start to respect your, you respect yourself by saying yeah. no. Oh, absolutely. Because at the end of the day, time is the one asset you can never get more of, right? Time oh, is, sure. it, it's not unlimited, uh, you know, so you, you have to value that. And if you don't value your time, you'll likely get yourself in a sticky situation. So you're absolutely right with your reference. In the beginning, uh, you know, don't get me wrong. It's okay to be able to go out there and, you know, try to pull as yeah. many projects as you can to build up that portfolio, like you mentioned. But when you get in a position where, you know, you're weighing between a $500 project with not the most high quality client as compared to waiting a little bit longer, but taking on that $7,000 project with an extremely high quality client, you're better off just saying no to the smaller project and doing your process until you hit the, the bigger fish there. And that's just valuing your time. Exactly. And I think, almost on the flip of that, not to counteract what we're saying and make it super confusing, but of course. I think there's also a big part of my business has been not taking myself too seriously and taking mm -hmm. my time too seriously in the sense of, you know, someone approaches you, maybe a smaller nonprofit and they need some work done, give them a discount, say yeah. yes to their contract, or maybe just, you know, if they need four hours of help, just give it to them for free. Right. And you know, that might not be the best business decision, but mm -hmm. we're all people. And sometimes it's going to help your business more to just be a person, you know, be kind to someone and, you know, truly, you know, I know, I know some of the most successful people in Grand Rapids doing software, they spend right. their weekends just doing pro bono work for nonprofits. And like, I can't, res you know, I respect that so much. And, you know, I, I know that I'm not doing enough of that. So right. I think saying no is good. Mm -hmm. but also not taking yourselves too seriously is a good part of that balance that we discussed earlier. I absolutely agree. And, and, you know, 
in life, just in general, uh, being able to have a sense of humor, enjoy yourself and not always be so uptight. It's important. It's, oh, it's yeah. just good for your health. It's, it's good for so many reasons. So you got to be able to value your time, but also, like you said, be a little bit loose with it as well in the sense of don't always be so uptight. Absolutely. I can't agree yeah. more. Definitely. So this is super exciting. And like I said, going back to this May, you said you're graduating. Do you have any post-graduation plans for the business, for yourself, anything exciting on that front? Yeah, well, I mean, this past fall was kind of that decision point of, do I pursue my company mm -hmm. or do I take a job? And computer science is difficult field to do that in when, you know, people are waving big offers in your face. And, right. you know, right now I'm making enough to live on and enough mm -hmm. to live happily on, especially as just like a single guy. But probably not as much as, you know, people are offering me to live down in Texas or live in California. Right. So. I wrestled with that conversation a little bit of, you know, do I accept a job? Do I move? How do I go about this? And I'm super excited to kind of made that decision of just, you know, I'm going to push through. I'm going to take this risk because I want to live, you know, I've got the rest of my life to work a job if, if it all comes crashing down. But right. having faith in myself and taking that risk, you know, I believe you only regret the things you don't do, not the things you do. So I, you know, I can't live the rest of my life having a business that's going as well as it, as it is and just living in fear going a different way. So I'm excited to just, I guess not announce because I don't know if any of your subscribers even know who I am, but either way, you know, <laughs> just announce to the people in my life that that's kind of the next phase is, you know, graduating, living in Grand Rapids and really just growing the company. I'm hiring a couple people full time in the next, awesome. you know, in the next few, like five to six months. So just a lot of things moving in a very, very positive direction that, you know, I can't be happier about. That's super exciting. Number one, congratulations for that. That's Thank awesome. You. Of course. And then number two, uh, Wix Nation for you out there watching, let's drop a like for Ben and let's also comment some support for Ben. I mean, this is, that's an exciting time. I mean, this is, Anyone that's been through it, maybe there's people watching that haven't been through that college period or on their own path. Um, maybe you've already been through it, but that period between college and what's next, that's a big decision. So being able to support someone on that journey is super exciting. So yes, congratulations on that, Ben. Yeah, thanks again, Mike. I really appreciate it. Yeah, of course, of course. So you're going to pursue the business. I couldn't agree with what you said more about, you know, if all really did come crashing down, the business failed, you had to shut it down tomorrow. You've got a background, a knowledge and understanding in computer science that you can go out there and obtain a job. But why force yourself to do that right off the bat? If you have some of this free time to go out there and risk it a little bit, you don't have a family yet. You know, you, you have these opportunities to be able to put some risk on the line. So I think that's really, really exciting. Uh, one of the things I would ask, especially for Wix Nation community here, is what would be one of your biggest tips to an entrepreneur that's looking to start? What would you tell them? Yeah, well, I think right as you were kind of finishing off with what you were saying about me, you know. I'm in that ideal, I'm an ideal entrepreneur right now because I'm 21, graduating college, very, very good backup plan, 
no kids, no ties. I can move anywhere, do it on my mm -hmm. computer. So, yeah. you know, people look at me and they're like, well, you know, I'm a 36 year old mother of three and I want to start a business, but I don't have the time or the money to just dedicate and take that big of a risk. And while I can't personally attest to being a 36 year old mom with children, right. Mm -hmm. I think just from a lot of conversations, I spent time at a, not an incubator, but a co-working entrepreneurial space this summer, yeah. learning from a lot of people who, you know, were doing entrepreneurship and really pursuing it. Mm -hmm. I think one of the big tips that I got from these people that, you know, was a discussion was that entrepreneurship, a lot of people are going to tell you, if you're not full in, if you're not 100% risk it all, it's all or nothing. My family is going to live on the street so I can push this new, you know, Uber for cats app out. It's like, right. that is not entrepreneur. That is not 100% of what entrepreneurship looks like. No. If you're, if you're doing this and you've got a job and you spend four hours a day or four hours a week, you know, making something cute and selling it on Etsy, mm -hmm. you're an entrepreneur, you know, start yeah. small. And if it, if it gets big, more power to you, maybe you don't want it to get big. Maybe you just want to make some money to fly your family down to Florida once in a while to escape the cold, you know? Exactly. Entrepreneurship comes in all shapes and sizes and kind of back to that original statement of, you know, comparison is the thief of joy. Mm -hmm. People are like, well, how am I going to scale? How am I going to, you know, push out these ads? Well, do you want to scale? Right. And can you, like, is it time? Maybe it's not time right now. And, you know, if you do, there's a lot of resources out there. I think the internet has opened just hundreds and hundreds of doors. I'm, I mean, I'm sure you've learned so much just off the internet. Insane, but, insane amount. Oh yeah. And there's, and there's the internet and more so there's people. And, you know, probably the biggest thing that boosted my business was just reaching out to people on LinkedIn that seemed like they were in a similar position. You know, maybe we, I, they won't give me business, but just right. having a coffee, having a conversation with them, maybe, learn from them, let them learn from you and grow a relationship because you never know where that's going to go. So that's kind of my, my tips I would give anyone watching that's considering entrepreneurship or in that, in that space at all. Yeah, no, you're, you're absolutely right. And, and I like the reference you had there with the 36 year old mother, three kids. And as my father always tells me, um, you know, people have the opportunity to make a living from nine to five and build a fortune from five to nine, right? Yeah, so I love that. It, it goes back to the old adage there. And, and the truth behind that is so powerful because you're right. An entrepreneur doesn't mean you have to risk it all, put it all on the line, live in a box on the side of the road with your laptop just so you can try to make it out there. That's it's not how it has to work. I mean, if you decide to go that extreme route, all power to you. But that's not the route I personally wanted to pursue. And if you're starting out and you're experimenting, you want to get into entrepreneurship, you want to have that life of freedom and control, then do it on the side. You know, you're able to still make your living all day and spend just a couple of hours, either each night, each week, whatever that may be, learning and implementing uh, because as we mentioned earlier it's only so good to learn if you can't implement you know there's, exactly. there's only so much so yeah. that's excellent advice um 
So with that, Ben, it sounds like, you know, you've had an exciting run so far. Sounds like you've got an exciting next chapter. Um, are you excited? Are you excited for what's next? Oh, man, I'm so pumped. I'm, I'm more than excited. I'm also excited to finish finals in the next two weeks. That's going to be great, you know. <laughs> I couldn't agree with you more there. Oh, oh man. man. Finals really give you a run for your money, huh? Well, that's, that's the thing, you know, I, I am excited. And it's like I said, it's the roller coaster. Right now you mm -hmm. see the haze. There's just life gets in the way, but you realize like I'm going after something I'm, I've been passionate about since I was 12 years old. When I was, when I was eight years old, I was already starting a leaf raking company. I was the guy I invented the portable lemonade stand where I threw it in my <laughs> wagon and biked around the neighborhood and flipped it upside down and started selling lemonade, it. you know? I love business and I love people and I, you know, I'm doing that now. I'm about to graduate yeah. college and do that for the rest of my life. So sometimes I, crazy? I forget how excited I am for it. Yeah, so, it's nuts. Yeah. And like you said, you, you practice it. I, I still remember those days of mowing lawns or going door to door trying to sell cookies at Christmas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, the, the Nike Elite socks, you remember those? Oh, yeah. I remember yeah. those. I used to take those with my buddy and, and dye them in the backyard and go sell really? them for a profit. So the dyed Nike Elite socks. <laughs> wow. I love it. Always hustling, so, man. Always hustling. And, and I think just as an ending topic, because I'm actually curious, every time I speak to someone that's entrepreneurial, I always wonder, because I know I've got my own thoughts and reservations on this. Do you think entrepreneurial traits are built into you or do you think they're learned and acquired along the way or both? Yeah. I, I, I love that question. And I've answered that, you know, a few times and I think every single time I answer it, my answer changes. So, you know, ask me and ask me in three weeks and it'll be different, but right. You know, I think that you are born with an innate ability to, you know, interact with people more, you know, I think you can, you're more of an entrepreneur or more of an introvert, more of an extrovert, you know, you're right. more this, you think this way, business minded, or you're more tech, you know, all these different things you might be more predisposed to, but I don't think anyone can, you know, hard work beats talent every day of the week. And if you go, Oh man, like I'm never going to be able to learn to code or never going to be able to learn to start a business because I just wasn't born with it. It wasn't right. what I was gifted with. And I, you know, I want to just like cut that idea out. I just, that's not a thing. You know, if no. you want it, you can go and get it. So mm -hmm. it's something that it might be easier for some people. And I know we had that discussion with just school, you know, yeah. we, for school, we have to work a little less hard than other people. And yeah. I count that as a major blessing in my life. Absolutely. But there's people who get better grades than I do. And they just got to work harder for it. Right. So, right. you know, hard work beats talent. So that'll be kind yeah. of my answer for that one. No, I, I absolutely agree. And I, I think it is a, a fine balance between the two. And I think you put it perfectly. So with that, Ben, um, do you have anything you'd like to share with Wix Nation? Uh, any exciting projects you've got coming up? Where people can find you? Anything like that? Yeah, no, I would love to. So I'm kind of the social media hermit. So don't, you might find me on Instagram or Twitter. I haven't like deleted the account, but I don't use it. So don't come looking for me. <laughs> but uh, um, I'm just actually this week launching a big app that my little brother and I kind of thought of the idea together. And then a friend of mine at State 
we raised some money to, you know, build the app. It's called Master Q. So Master with the letter Q. And it's a way for pretty much, you know, if I've got my phone and I'm having a party or I'm on a road trip, I've got my phone plugged into the aux. Well, everyone wants, everyone wants a song request played. So what I do is I start a party, a Master Q party, and everyone either like in my area around me, they can see, oh, Ben's got a Master Q going and they can go into their onto their app and go through their Spotify library and just add songs to that awesome. queue. And it all plays on my phone and it works for like big parties, you know, road trips, bonfires, you know, what have you. So I hope it, you know, I hope it becomes successful. I'm excited to launch that, but mm-hmm. yeah, I guess we'll see. So if you're uh, once it, once it's out, I'll, I'll share the link with you, but it should be coming yeah. out tomorrow or uh, Friday. So I'm, I'm pretty pumped about that. Well, that, let me tell you, number one, absolutely awesome idea. I can't tell you how many times that presents, you know, you think of a a problem in a party sense or a road trip sense, and that's totally a solution. And it's really cool. So number one, awesome. Number two, Wix Nation, you heard it. Uh, Max, Max, Ben has Master Q coming out. I'll put the link in the description as soon as Ben goes live with it. So that way you guys can go check it out. So that is really, really cool. Is there anywhere else that they can find you to get more information about what you do? Um, obviously master Q is coming out, but anything over and above that? Yeah, no, I'm, you know, I love to take phone calls and talk with people that have any questions. If you want to connect with me on LinkedIn, you know, Ben St. John ST period J O H N. You can find me on Facebook and then, um, yeah, I, I don't really know what other social media channels I'm on right now. You can find my uh, Authoritech website with a little bit more information just about our company. If you're, if you know someone that wants to build an app, that's what we do best. So you can connect with us there as well. Definitely. And I'll throw all of your socials and your website down in the description below. So if Wix Nation wants to contact you, they can get a hold of you. But that's, that's absolutely awesome, Ben. And I just wanted to, number one, thank you so much for the interview. I think this has been, I mean, I've watched a lot of interviews in my time, trust me. And I think this has been pretty insightful. And I think it's going to be a a cool experience for the Wix Nation community. So thank you very much for being on. Yeah, you bet. I had a lot of fun. So thanks for thinking of me to be episode number one. Absolutely. That's (laughs) definitely and you did a good job with it i'd say uh we'll see what wix nation feels so obviously wix nation (laughs) make sure you click that like button uh comment any questions you may have for either myself or ben i'll be sure to communicate with ben and i'm sure ben you'll follow this and if people have some comments would you be open to answering some of those yeah for sure as long as they you know knowing that they go to michigan state just hold off on the the u of m msu comments i don't want it (laughs) I don't want to hear it. I've had enough. <laughs> yeah, that's fair enough. You've had a, a long semester so far, so we'll, oh, yeah. we'll stop those comments. <laughs> exactly. Leave me, leave me alone there. Take it easy. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. And Ben, I don't know about you, but I think anyone that was watching this should hit that subscribe button. What do you think? I, I can't agree more. I mean, I'd make multiple YouTube accounts because, you know, you're not going to get more valuable knowledge than from Michael over here. Oh, geez. I appreciate that. So Wakes Nation, you heard it first from Ben. Make sure to hit that subscribe button, turn those bell notifications on so you never miss any awesome content, including interviews like this with Mr. Ben St. John, founder and CEO of Authoritech. 
Other than that, Ben, once again, I appreciate you spending some time here on Wix Nation. And I appreciate the Wix Nation community for watching episode one of these new interviews with fellow entrepreneurs. It's been an awesome experience. So thank you again, yeah. Ben. Yeah, you got it. Thank you. Absolutely. All right, Wix Nation, I'm heading out. Ben did an awesome job. Make sure to comment, like, and subscribe, and we'll catch you on our next piece of content.